What is going on, everybody? And welcome to Icy Mikes. This is the inaugural episode. Dan Kelly joined by Mike Shimbersky. We're going off, doing our own thing. It's freezing in Buffalo. That's why we're Icy Mikes. Mike, how excited are you for this show? I am super excited. It's our it's our own show. We brought our own twist to it. Our takes are always ice cold here. Uh, we try to back up everything we say. And like you mentioned, ice cold, these are not hot takes. This is stuff that we research. This is stuff that we know. Icy Mike's is live. And we are talking Buffalo Bills to kick off the show. That's our main focus here. We're also going to cover league-wide news. Um, it's not going to be just Bills related, but that will be one of the main focuses. Uh, we're going over the fifth and sixth round for the Buffalo Bills first today. And they selected Tommy Doyle, the offensive lineman from Miami of Ohio, six foot eight, 326 pounds. He's a raw prospect. Again, the Buffalo Bills had high picks in these drafts, so they weren't able to get the best talent, but they were looking for one certain element. Mike, what element do you think they were looking for throughout this draft? size and i'll say it again size i mean they were massive like the like everyone that they picked seemed to be uh well over six foot and pushing almost 300 pounds i mean uh that defensive end they grabbed uh greg uh he is like six foot six and 265 or something like that and then uh everyone uh, everyone's just gigantic you can see it too like you know uh when you see like pictures of them uh at the draft and and stuff like that and uh they're next to brandon bean and and sean mcdermott and you don't you, you think these guys are big and then you see them next to a normal person and you're like these guys are just massive it reminds me of a few years ago with uh, rex ryan we actually had the biggest offensive line in the league he went all like enormous guys and it worked out in run blocking but not pass blocking and now we can pass block and kind of not run block so I think that was one of the targets in taking these offensive linemen and I've heard a lot of good things about Spencer Brown the the lineman that they took in the third round that he could potentially start at tackle in a little while but you know maybe he goes into guard and these are big guys these are agile guys these are raw guys but Buffalo finally went skill position in the sixth round Mike and uh, what do you think of Marquez Stevenson? I like what I see. I, I, I think he's great as far as be, being a gadget player. He, he brings kick return and punt return ability. Uh, it, that helps to just make us that much better because we got rid of Andre Roberts and he was a solid punt returner and kick returner for us. I, I think that we got somebody that may be able to fill that hole uh, besides Isaiah McKenzie. You're not saying he, he doesn't do a good job, but uh, this guy here, we can bring him in and we can use him as well. And then he might, I think they might be kind of trying to be smart about filling in that slot role once Cole Beasley doesn't want to play football anymore, uh, which hopefully isn't immediate, but I think they're just trying to make sure they have someone that can fill in that role when Cole Beasley isn't doing it for us anymore. Yeah, and you mentioned Stevenson is kind of McKenzie-esque. And, and I do want to give you this, Mike. Andre Roberts was more than just solid. He was a Pro Bowl returner in Buffalo for the past three seasons. He was very good. Probably one of the best returners in the league. He was always giving Buffalo good field position. But Stevenson in college had 22 touchdowns, averaged 15.4 yards a reception. And like you mentioned, he was a little bit of a gadget guy. He had a few 
um, rushing plays and stuff like that. I think more than anything, he has to work on his route tree at the next level. And he's in a good position in Buffalo where he's not going to have to see the field too early. Um, he's going to really have to work to even see the field at all because Buffalo is pretty deep at wide receiver. What great place to come in, though, is all I'm going to say, like with the fact that you have Diggs, you have guys like Cole Beasley and now Emmanuel Sanders that to work under. I mean, these guys, especially Diggs and Sanders, uh, well, and even Cole Beasley in his own right, they are great route runners. So, I mean, the, he better be in there picking their brain every minute he can uh, when he has a chance because they're, if he does that, I mean, he could have a very high ceiling, you know, with working with guys like that uh, to, to protect, perfect his craft. Mike, the fifth-year options were due today. And unsurprisingly to no one, the Buffalo Bills – pick up on Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds. Um, of course, you know, you want these guys as cheap as you can get them. They're going to have to be extended at the end of next year, most likely. I'm definitely expecting Allen to be here. I th and I've mentioned this before. I think Edmonds has a little bit to prove. He just turned 23. He's younger than almost all of the draft picks on the Bills roster that they just selected, which great. We talked about how young he is. I'm over it. I'm over how young he is. I want him to produce on the field. Um, what do you think of this, Mike? I think that I expected it, but I was a little surprised at the same time. I thought maybe we would have tried to get an extension for Allen Dunn and then pick up Trey Edmonds' fifth-year option. I just thought that they were going to at least try to some, come to some sort of deal before – before next season, but maybe they just want to do this. And because of the cap problems, because of COVID, they just want to make sure that they have these guys locked up at least so that they don't have to stress about these contracts until they know that they have the cap space to, to go ahead and, and give it out. Yeah. And that's a good point there, Mike, because if you wait another season and the bills go 12 and four, win the East, go to the AFC championship game again. If it's a season like last season and Allen's resume gets better, you're only going to have to pay him more. So they're playing a little bit of a dangerous game, but I think at the end of the day, they're, they're ready and willing to pay Josh Allen as much as he's going to get, which I think he's going to be the second highest paid quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully it's a 10 year deal. Hopefully he's in Buffalo for the long, long, long term. Um, but Edmonds, I don't know about, Let, let's talk about him a little bit. Of course, he's very young. He is kind of the leader of the defense and I'll give him that for, for his age and playing that position in the middle of Buffalo's defense. He has a lot of communication with the secondary and stuff like that. And I think he's getting better at that. It, it comes down to staying healthy for the linebackers and Edmonds and Milano were not healthy last year. And I think that's one of the reasons that Buffalo gave up so many points Luckily, their offense was scoring 30 a game, so it didn't really matter. But I think this year, like you mentioned, the AFC East is more difficult. The Jets got smart for once in the draft. The Patriots always have some guys fall to them that they consider system guys. And the Dolphins had just so many picks that it was kind of hard to mess up for them. So Buffalo is going to have to do better, on, especially on defense, at stopping the opponent from scoring. And I think it starts with Edmonds. Yeah, I, I think with Edmonds, I think you're right on some of it. 
Uh, but I do think that his injury, I mean, I think that really took a toll a lot more than people uh, want to admit, honestly, because you weren't even seeing the, the typical Edmonds that you would see. Uh, he was easily moved out of the gap when he would on a run assignment. He would come in. You come in hot and then just get taken out by the lead blocker with no fight because he was, I think, just protecting that shoulder, which you did mention injuries. So obviously that is something that, you know, he's going to have to try to get through without being hurt all, like constantly throughout the season because when he's not hurt, I think you see a difference from Maine Edmonds out there. He's out there making tackles, and you see that athletic ability as to why they took him in the first place. He's one of the only middle linebackers, I shouldn't say only, but he's one of the middle linebackers in the league that can make a tackle from the other side of the field starting in the middle, in the middle. Like, so he'll be in the middle of the field and then you'll see him run down a, a running back and meet him at the line of scrimmage on a sweep. Like, the guy can move for his size and if he can just stay healthy and fill in those running gaps, he's solid in, in coverage and that's why we like him so much. So if he can just tweak little things of his game and stay healthy, I think you're going to see why we took him in uh, so high and also why they have so much faith in him. Hopefully he does show up this year and then give him a reason to, to sign him for a longer term. Yeah, and I have no problem with them picking up his fifth-year option because, you know, it's cheaper than extending him right now. And I think both of these players are integral to Buffalo's success. I just want to see a little bit more from Edmonds. I mean, if he doesn't produce, I give him a season or two. And then honestly, if, if he's just not making it happen, then you, you do have to find a, a focal piece that, that just puts out just a little bit more production. I agree. All right. Yeah. We're talking green Bay. Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been in the news lately. Um, and I kind of agree with one of the takes that I saw where, why did that have to come out on draft day? Why did that have to come out when these players are, are having the biggest day of their lives so far. Uh, Joe Horn, J.C. Horn's father, who was drafted to the Panthers, mentioned, hey, uh, Aaron kind of took the shine away from, from my kid being drafted. And I kind of agree with it. Today is a different story because the draft is over and now we're getting more news into it. So the Packers had Jake Kumaro, who is a current Buffalo Bills wide receiver, and Rodgers came out into the news and praised him, said he was great, said he, he was uh, enjoying working with him and he was going to be something special. Well, the next day, the Green Bay Packers released Kumaro, and that really irritated Rodgers, and that was said to be one of the main problems with him and the Green Bay Packers. Another issue there is the general manager. Apparently, Rodgers will not come back if Gutekunst, Brian Gutekunst, is still in charge. So now they have to make a decision between their general manager and their franchise quarterback. What do you do, Mike? I you're gonna have to weigh your pros and cons I think in this scenario you're gonna have to figure out whether it's worth way more to keep Aaron Rodgers around and look for a different uh, for a different guy to run the front office or or you think it's time at this point to move on from your franchise quarterback who obviously played very well for them for a long time uh, but you know then you move on you try to find a, a different signal caller and and unfortunately, sometimes these great relationships end up sour at the end of, of, the, of the franchise quarterback's career. Uh, we, we've seen it before. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do uh, or if they're just able to all make up 
and salvage this relationship for another season or two, you know, until Rodgers either decides he doesn't want to play anymore or he really does want to go to another team. Well, it reminds me of the Brady situation because I never believed any of the Brady hype that he wasn't happy in New England and that he was going to leave. I never believed any of it until he signed with Tampa Bay and left for real. And that's what this has reminded me of, that there's already been problems for multiple seasons. It's not like this is something new. It's new to us because we're reading about it for the first time. But I think it's already been attempted to be salvaged. I think it's over. There's never been a Green Bay Packers quarterback, Mike, by the way, to play more than 16 seasons. Starr played for 16 seasons. Favre played for 16 seasons. If Rodgers was to suit up for the Packers this year, it would be 17 and it would be the most ever. But, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But, and, but, and then it's really sad, too, because you would think that they'd be doing everything and anything to just make him happy at this point because he played at an MV, he won the MVP last year. Like, how, how are you not trying to make this guy happy? How are you not trying to keep him around when he's your best shot at a Super Bowl? You came so close last year, and you really could be reloading to do that all over again this year. I, I think that the draft kind of was a slap in the face this year for him. Uh, they Instead of going to get him more weapons to reload and go back after it, their, their defense, in my opinion, is pretty solid in the secondary and they go and they grab a corner. They grab Eric Stokes, which I'm high on. I, I like the guy, and uh, he's a good player, but it just was a, a head-scratching pick in that first round. I just don't understand why they weren't trying to add more to that Green Bay offense to just make them that much better and take another shot at trying to get to the Super Bowl. They did take a receiver in the draft a little later, and it was the first time they selected a wide receiver in the draft since 2018. That's a long time to go without a receiver. Yeah, exactly. Exactly my point. And that might, that might be another thing that we're not even looking at that was kind of a, an issue that Rodgers may have had. I mean, we're not in that, in that locker room, so we don't know. But it sounds like they were never, they're never really trying to help him out or listen to the things that he wants. Well, they're never on the same page. Even the Bears, the Bears selected Justin Fields in the first round. They called Andy Dalton. They told him, hey, we're selecting a quarterback. We're selecting Justin Fields right now. Tampa Bay called Tom Brady, said, hey, we're selecting a quarterback. I think they got one in the third or fourth round. Called Tom Brady, told him, hey, we're selecting a quarterback. The Packers move up last year for a quarterback and don't tell Aaron Rodgers at all. So maybe they're just ready. You know, hey, you won the MVP. You won us a Super Bowl. Whatever. See you later. We're starting Jordan Love. That's how I feel the Packers are, are handling this situation. And, and if that's how it is, I just don't think that's how you treat someone that, that's given you so much uh, over the course of their career. And maybe he is better off on a different team if that's the way it's going to go down. And there are reports of him uh, considering retirement and going to host Jeopardy full-time. A former teammate of his, A.J. Hawk, and Super Bowl champion linebacker, A.J. Hawk, said that there's 0% chance that he retires. Now, I don't know about that. I, I think – I think he very well could if, if the passion for football isn't the same anymore because of what the Packers have done to him mentally. I can see it happening. I hope not. I want to see him continue to play. I'm sick of seeing all these quarterbacks retire and Tom Brady stay. Yeah, I mean, if anything, uh, I, I do like the shakeup. I, I kind of want him to stick around. I'd be interested to see where he lands. 
uh, if he doesn't play for Green Bay. Uh, it almost feels like a crazy Madden franchise at this point with all these name changes and team changes going on. Like with Matt Stafford being on the Rams, I never thought he'd ever leave Detroit. And here we are. He's, uh, he's in L.A. right now about to suit up for the Rams this season. And then you have – you have this whole drama going down. Tom Brady's on the Bucks. I, I mean, I could have never saw this coming. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I always thought Tom Brady would retire uh, a New England Patriot. Rodgers would retire Green, in Green Bay. And at this point, it's almost looking like that's like going to be the complete opposite of what's going on. And who knows if he does end up on a different team. It'll be interesting where he ends up and what he can do for that franchise wherever he goes. Well, you got to figure right now he's in the NFC. They wouldn't trade him in the division. Well, they especially wouldn't trade him in the division. And then they probably wouldn't want to trade him in the NFC. So if he would go anywhere, it would probably be an AFC team. I've heard a lot about the Denver Broncos offering for him. That, apparently that apparently it was serious. Yeah, that would be a good landing spot for him, honestly. Oh, they're, they're a quarterback away. I think it would be a great landing spot. My question is, what's the offer? Because that's an MVP that you're trying to trade for right now. I don't care how old he is. Yes, but you always run into the when when you're dealing with an MVP caliber player, you always run into the you're gonna overpay. I mean, it's just the the reality of it. You're gonna have to overpay because no one's gonna take the actual price for him. They're gonna want higher than that if they're even gonna be willing to to part ways with them. But if you overpay, how competitive are you gonna be? What are you giving up for Aaron Rodgers? You know, Most I can't likely, even I can't even fathom the thought of what they're most likely you're giving up most likely you're giving up a lot of like the future. So, and, and, and the way I want to put that is like, look at how the bills paid a little bit for Stefan Diggs. Uh, this draft, luckily we were good uh, last year and we didn't like the bills didn't have to worry too bad in the draft, like in previous years. So it didn't hurt so bad, but we didn't even have a fourth round pick because, because of the, because of that Stefan Diggs. that I'm just saying like, it's almost like that you, you you're going to like, run into those kind of issues because you're going to have to give up draft picks, especially if you're not trying to part ways with players that are already in place so that you can get a quarterback to take you to that next level to get you to the Super Bowl. Well, let's be clear. A, a fourth-round pick for Stefan Diggs kind of chump change. Of course, we lost our first-rounder last year in that same trade, but I think it'd be a lot more because you look at what Stafford went for. I believe it was two, two ones. So what? Does Rodgers go for two ones? An offensive player, a defensive player, your head coach, your defensive coordinator, like who? <laughs> who are they trading? I mean, if you if you have to replace the whole team to get a franchise quarterback, I guess no price is too big. <laughs> oh no, I think there definitely is a price too big because his his seasons in the NFL are numbered. He, he's not he's not this young guy anymore. You just you just pay Rodgers to coach and play quarterback at the same time. I think I think it's a solid plan. <laughs> Hey, maybe the Raiders could be an option. There's a lot of AFC teams that need help at quarterback uh, that didn't address it in the draft. I don't know if teams are hoping that they're going to change the Packers' mind because apparently they're not interested in trading him, which why would you be? But, again, why wouldn't you help him? Why wouldn't you do something, like anything? Right. And and that's what we're saying. Like, I just would, I just don't understand why they, they wouldn't even try to make them happy, but yet they're still not willing to trade them. So, you know, they don't want anyone else to have them, but they really don't care whether they, he plays for them or not. That's almost what they're saying. 
Guys, if you head over to NFL.com, there's a biggest steals of the draft video, and the picture on the video is Spencer Brown. So that seems like an interesting watch for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they definitely they, – uh, yeah, Spencer Brown could definitely be a steal. And it's all about coaching with these guys because they're all raw for Buffalo. Just the, the way they went, they really didn't go with anybody who produced too well in college – and I don't know, I, I, never, I haven't seen it work out for Buffalo because I've never seen this method. It's always drafting for need. It's never really a luxury pick. And that's how I feel that this draft was. So I'm curious to see what happens with the coaching that these guys get in Buffalo. And I think that's what they're counting on. I mean, if you think about it, the biggest thing to look at is, is Josh Allen. I mean, they, a lot of people thought that he was – uh, the Ross prospect out of the, the first round quarterbacks that were coming in and they didn't think that he was going to be able to get over his accuracy issues, but the bills had faith in their organization and their coaching to, to be able to get him to the next level. And they went all in on the, that kid and look at where he is right now. I mean, he's playing at a high level, almost MVP caliber last year. And now like if they're able to put that up, amount of effort and time into these other players and come up with the same kind of results at different positions, the sky's the limit for them in future drafts. Honestly, they, they, they might be onto something with these, with these project picks that they're betting on themselves to win with. Of course, uh, Buffalo is a Super Bowl favorite right now. I, I would have to assume that they're going to be in that conversation for a while, especially if Josh Allen re-ups with Buffalo. Guys, that's all the time we have today. And this is Icy Mike's, where the takes are stone cold. For Mike Shimberski, I'm Dan Kelly. Have a great day, everybody.